0: My bed is a spaceship, the Globus. Chapter 3, An Unexpected Visitor Oh, exploding nebulae, Curtis said unhappily to himself. He slumped back to his desk to do his homework, but could not be bothered. Suddenly, he had a brilliant idea. If his paperweight could be weightless, then maybe so could he. What trouble could he get into for doing a science experiment in his own bedroom? So Curtis stood on his bed and started bouncing lightly on it. Bounce, bounce, bounce. He jumped even higher this time, almost hitting his head on the ceiling. As he landed, he knocked his two toys off the bed and they fell by his giant cloth snake, that lay by the door. Before he jumped up again, he picked up his large ping-pong ball firing gun from his bedside table. Then he shouted at the carpet snake, move or I'll shoot, and fired multicolored ping-pong balls in the snake's general direction. All the balls missed. Oh, galloping galaxies, he exclaimed, and tried to jump as high as he could. Bounce, bounce, and creak, went the bed. It may have been Curtis's imagination, but for a split second, he thought that he was weightless. He felt amazing, as if it could float in the air unaided. Blistering mercury, he exclaimed as he fell to the bed again. Bounce, bounce, he sprung on the mattress, this time really bending his knees to get as much power as possible, and then allowing his body to float horizontally up in the air. Yes, he felt it, definitely. He was weightless, as if magic strings in the air were suspending his whole body. Fantastic! He yelled as his body sped to the bed. "'Creak! Creak! Smash!' The noise echoed as the bed's four legs cracked under his weight and lay broken on the floor. "'Smash!' "'Oh, no!' Curtis thought. He lay aghast on his broken bed. He began to panic. "'No television for a month? That would be torture!' He wondered if his mum would also stop him eating ice cream or playing with his friends. He had to think of something, and something fast. Maybe I could hide the bed, he thought for a moment, but realised that was a silly idea. Perhaps a large bird flew through the window, landed on my bed and broke it? No, that was even more idiotic. Suddenly, the door began to open and he wondered how angry his mum was going to be. He lay on the bed and began to read his favourite book, oozing medical poems for kids, and hoped his mum would somehow fail to notice that the bed was a good 12 inches shorter than it had been yesterday. To Curtis' surprise, though, a large head wearing half-moon glasses popped itself around the door and peered into the room. This was followed by the pear-shaped bulk of an elderly man wearing purple-coloured slippers and carrying a thick book on the universe's strangest space monsters. The man surveyed Curtis and lowered his glasses to take a closer look at the broken legs of the bed. Problem with the undercarriage, eh, Curtis? he asked. Yes, Grandpa Tub. Well, there's only one way to get out of this pickle, Grandpa Tub said. How? We will fix it. Fix it? Of course, before your mother gets back from her night out. We don't want her to have to pay for another of your broken things. I'm sorry, I don't mean to break things. Well, just a little more careful, Grandpa Tub said as he left the room. And then Curtis thought he added, I'm going to get my spaceship fixing kit. About an hour later, they had glued and nailed the broken pieces of the bed together. Then, to Curtis's utter amazement, his grandpa began removing computers, engines, switches, shiny brass fuel tanks and joysticks from his toolbox that did not look large enough to be able to hold all the equipment. We haven't finished yet. Said Grandpa Tub. Grandpa asked Curtis, Why do we need all this? You'll see, he replied. Curtis and Grandpa Tub then worked happily for what seemed like no time at all, but was in fact many hours. They connected all the parts into the bed, and Grandpa Tub told Curtis stories about many strange planets and stars as if he'd been there himself. Grandpa, Tell me again, why the people of Planet of Odor have their noses on their knees? Well, it's because of the awful smelling gases that come from the farting plants. Farting plants? You see, the smells are so light that they rise up, and you wouldn't want your nose to be above a farting bush now, would you? Seeing planets, Grandpa, Curtis shouted as Grandpa Tub removed a luminous yellow box with blue flashing lights that went around the whole structure in a recurring helix. What's that for? This, my boy, is a hyperdrive. Hyperdrive? Got me out of a few pickles in the past, I can tell you. When they finished, the bed looked like it did before Curtis had broken it, apart from a red and golden button on the headboard all the equipment had seemingly been stored under the bed, in the bed, and behind the headboard. Wow, Grandpa, that is magical! Grandpa Tub winked at Curtis. You think that's magical? Then watch this! Grandpa Tub then pressed the golden button a few times. To the notes. da da-da, da-da, da-da! The bed shook for a moment before opening up to reveal engines and a whole array of buttons and switches on the headboard. Zooming fantastic, Curtis said. He then scratched his head in disbelief as he thought that Mr. Hippo and his fairy bear had stood up to look at the bed. Grandpa, he asked, did you just see my toys move? What? First officer zip? And Mr. Hippo. Don't be silly, Curtis, his grandpa replied before pressing the golden button again, but this time to the sound. Of course they did. Wouldn't you be interested in a bed turning into a spaceship? Before Curtis could say anything, the spaceship flipped over and all the engine parts slid back into place before the bed turned back into the original position and shape. sumo vessel. Grandpa Tubbs smiled, and then pointed to the red button. This, Curtis, is what I call the getting out of a pickle button. Getting out of a pickle button? Correct. To be used only in the event of a major pickle. What's that? Well, Much more than a minor pickle, and hopefully less than a hopeless one. Right. I'm off for a bath, he pronounced. As Grandpa Tub began to leave the room, he picked up Mr. Hippo and First Officer Zip and placed them on the mighty motion bedspread. For a moment, Curtis thought he whispered to them, Beware the Globus. But he must have been mistaken.